to Unclassical, everybody. Hello, welcome back. I am Marsha. And I'm Katie. And this week is episode two of A Little Princess. Now, we do you remember where we were last time? See, just before we started recording, I was like, where were we? I know, I'll save that question for the podcast, because <laughs> other people might be wondering. So you're asking me, and I'll, I now, just asked you. Where were we? <laughs> As I so said it, met I was Lottie. like, don't remember where we got to. <laughs> we've met Lottie. Yeah. Sarah's been like, yo, my mum's dead too. Like, what makes you think you're so fucking special? And Lottie's been like, you make a valid point, but this is what my bargaining, this is how I get attention. This is kind of my whole thing. <laughs> yeah, God, you just got here and now you're like, my mum's dead too and it's not even a big deal. Why don't you fuck off, Sarah? Why don't you fuck off and get your own brand? <laughs> yes. This one's taken. Dead mom brand, taken. Mine. And you're not even that bothered. And she's like, yo, your mum's in heaven. And Lottie's like, cool vibe, whatever. Will you be my mother? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And then Sarah's going to be her mum. And I was like, she's a child. And lol, she's here for her education. She's going to tell her dad that she had a baby. Her dad's going to be like, what the fuck? What am I paying for? Pull you out of that school. <laughs> Is no. that... I feel we've also got a little bit further with other stuff. I don't know. Uh, Becky's around as well. Becky snuck mm. into her room. Well, didn't sneak <laughs> in. She was going in to clean it and then yeah. fell asleep. Yes. And then Sarah was like, are you good? And mm. then Sarah was like, ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> And she's kind of like taken, although Becky is a lot, is a fair bit older than her. Yeah, that's why I said there's a fanfic somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But everyone is a bit older. Sarah's not a child. Yeah. yeah there's um, a gross fanfic somewhere. Probably. Uh. But yeah, they're like become friends and like Sarah gives Becky food and stuff because mm. no one else seems to be feeding her. Yeah, so it's like, like a problem. Like, so now um, she's Becky's mom too. Imagine um, being like <clears> having to do really intense manual labour and being fucking starving. Oh, it, get, it gets worse. I get so fucking hangry. I just get faint as well. Yeah. I, I realised something today, tangent, first mm. one. I went to, so I had a hot cross bun for my breakfast because I'm bougie. Cool, cool. Um, and then I went for a dog walk. That's in the bougie. house. bougie. Like a quid for a pack of four. I think they're bougie. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're fancy. They're fancy, they're fun. A cinnamon uh, bun from Gales is bougie. Gales has a cookbook and I want to. Mm-hmm. Oh, so when we were waiting in the queue, sorry guys, this is fucking niche, but when uh, we were waiting in the queue the other day at mm. um, Gales, they were distracted and I was taking pictures of the recipes. <laughs> Which <laughs> recipes did you get? I don't know, I have to look on my phone. Because <sighs> some of them are annoying though, because it's like, and now make the pastry, see page 32 or something. Yeah. So you might have got a dud one. Mm, it, I think it was a salad and something else. Um, you took a picture of a fucking salad? <laughs> Sorry, it looked nice. It had nice flavour combination. You needed a recipe for salad? It had interesting flavour. I think there was lentils. They make salad? <laughs> salad? Salad? In a bakery, you, cho- you chose to get the recipe for the salad. Now do you see why I'm so fucking angry? And also, but this won't interest you, I think a salmon tart. Your shit. <laughs> hey, go take pictures of whatever recipes you want. You don't want my salad and tart? Fuck off! This is the last episode of my classical. <laughs> I fell out over salad and tart. Why don't you take a picture of salad? <laughs> so when you ever start recording again, look, I just don't fucking understand why you take a picture of a salad. The whole thing is they're baked goods. I took a picture of a salad. That <laughs> is a so salad. Angry. In that. I don't even know if I'm eating salad. <laughs> so angry. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what were we even fucking talking about? Oh, you had a bougie breakfast. Oh yeah, we were talking about being hungry and doing manual labor. Yes. And I realised I don't know how to be a grown up because <laughs> I had breakfast and then I took the dog for a walk, cleaned the house, and like did other things. And then I went to the shops to buy like food for like the week. Mm. And as I was walking around the shops, I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> I feel so di- I feel so faint and tired. And- oh god, okay, you've been eating for like fucking hours and you've been doing a lot. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you've got to get better at being an adult. You do have to get better at being an adult. Conga cues. Mm-hmm. So I had to buy chocolate. I heard conga cues. I said it wrong. Oh, what did you mean to say? Hunger cues. Oh, and then I got involved with the conga cues. Like, Katie, not trying to conga. Go eat a sandwich. What's wrong with you? You want a picture of a salad? <laughs> yeah, it was intense. And, you know, that was just me going around Sainsbury's. So yeah, um, Becky has no idea. Would you ever be able to be that person, you know, that like by say, why well, can't I think of anything that's going to fill you up? A pack of bread and they open it and they start eating it as they go around the supermarket and then pay for it at the end no no me neither social anxiety yeah I could what do if it. they thought i was stealing it <laughs> all joke probably were <laughs> probably just gonna steal it anyway katie oh, do you want to know something sexy that happened the other day yeah 
So um, they had some really nice cushions in Sainsbury's, like yeah. velvet. You'll see them in a bit. They're like a burgundy kind Sorry, of Sorry, you'll see them in a bit. Did you steal them? No. <laughs> um, but anyway, they were £9. Her little facial expression didn't come across on the podcast, guys. Okay, Just carry on. So they were £9 each. And yeah. me and James were like, because we don't really do Valentine's Day because it's a bit gross. And yeah. we were like, should we get each other a cushion? Because they were like, they're really cute. Yeah. Um, so we each got them. And somebody fucked up the barcode. It was 90p each. Woo! So we didn't steal them. We paid for them. But what a fucking bargain. That is a fucking bargain. I was, walking, I was like, James, it only cost me 90p. And you're like, Katie, mind your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And then we were like, should we go back and buy all of them? And he's like, no, we must not return to the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Do it. Do it. Yeah, they're good cushions. They're comfy. 90p. 90p. Everyone go, 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 go. So anyway... After that long tangent... Just because I don't know how it cut off, our dad was just trying to call us and um, fucked everything up. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> we're back, we're back. I got cheap cushions. It was a good day. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand hunger cues until I feel like I'm going to kill someone. And don't join um, a conga queue when you're hungry. No. <laughs> it's a waste of time. <laughs> just buy chocolate. <laughs> and don't take pictures of salads. <laughs> bakery. <laughs> She's still angry. Sorry. This is chaotic. Katie's boyfriend's playing games upstairs and obviously accidentally unplugged his headphones or something, but someone just like shouting upstairs and it it made my bumhole contract. <laughs> anyway, should we tell the story? Yes. God, anticlimactic. Guys. Shall I tell it? Wait for me to aggressively burp. <laughs> it really came. Um, so last week we met little Sarah Crew who loves to pretend many magical and wonderful things all while being very um, kind to others and filthy, stinking rich. Mm. Uh, Sarah's stories and kindness enchants her to most of the other girls who are in awe of her imagination and, of course, her beautiful, fine clothes and toys and riches. Mm -hmm. So it's all going pretty swimmingly for little Sarah when another piece of exciting and enchanting news reaches her from her dearest papa in India. Diamond mines. Oh, so he hasn't got that already? No, he's just already stinky, stinky fucking rich. Oh, so stinky of course rich. the stinky fucking rich man has to find the diamond mine. Well, he didn't find him, actually. Um, oh. I'm going to go into a little bit. Um, now, i just got to preface this a little bit. I know, we know, diamond mines are fucking slave labour places yeah. full of, like, that. that's why they're called blood diamonds. Yeah. This is written by, I'm sure she's a very nice lady, yeah. but a reasonably privileged lady. It's a very romanticised view, I'm it's guessing. It's very romanticised. And also it's like, I mean, it's in the third person, but it's still from Sarah's point of view, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's from the point of view of a very privileged white child. Mm -hmm. um, so it is very romanticised, the diamond mines. And I think we can all agree that, you know, um, Sarah's daddy probably wasn't an angel because mm. being mm. involved with diamond mines is disgusting. Yep. But just take with a pinch, not a pinch of salt, we're taking them with a pinch of salt. Take it with a handful of diamonds. Yeah. Aren't they great? Aren't they great and shiny and pretty? Down the cover there. There's a lot of dead guys. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of glamorising around them. Um, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. We know. We know. We know. Mm. Bring it up with Sarah. Jesus. God. I didn't write it. <laughs> Diamond mines sounded so like the Arabian Nights. Wow. That no one could be indifferent. Brilliant. Mm. Sarah thought them enchanting and painted pictures for Ermengarde and Lottie of labyrinthine passages in the bowels of the earth where sparkling stones studded the walls and roofs and ceilings and strange dark men dug them out with heavy pits. Sorry. Hi ho! It's <laughs> <laughs> literally what I'm envisaging. I mean, yeah, romanticized mm -hmm. diamond mines. It's the strange dark men dug them out like <sighs> Sarah. Sarah. Come along now. Sarah. No. Brilliant, great. Do better, do better. Do better. Anyway. Hi -ho. Uh, Oh. <laughs> you always sound, like, sound like it came from behind me then that freaked me out I was like what <laughs> <laughs> this is not a time to come and sing Disney at me. yeah so anyway so yes Sarah's papa writes to inform her that his oldest friend has begun an investment into diamond mines his land was on like a diamond mine place convenient mm -hmm. and Captain Crew is also going to invest heavily because um, his mate is like come along on this ride we'll be super fucking rich I like you so why not join me on this mm -hmm. and so they're all like yep you, don't look at the dead children. <laughs> um, so with this promise of even greater riches for little Sarah, mm. the awe around her swells. But despite being fucking ignorant about what diamond mines entails, yeah. uh, Sarah remains kind and caring, as long as you're not a child being forced down diamond mines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with perfect manners, um, so much so that the other girls start calling her Princess Sarah. 
Oh my gosh. Yes, lovely. Um, not long after the news of the diamond mines, it's Sarah's 11th birthday. And as the most esteemed student at the school, it was said to be a very special and grand occasion. Mm. A party for little Princess Sarah. Did you say her 7th birthday? 11th, sorry. I swear she was 7 at the start Yeah, of the she's been there a few years. Wow, I didn't realise it went over that expanse of time. I know. So yeah, she's been there a while. Um, also, what what's weird in this is so it kind of starts when she's seven and like um, Lavinia's kind of painted as being like the big bad bully of the school because yeah. she's one of the older girls. She's now 11 and she's still the big bad bully and it's like, do you want to get a job? <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm sure like 18 now, this, fuck off. This is the thing, I'm wondering like what what is Lavinia doing? What's Becky doing? How old's Becky now? Like, are we, are we all good? Is there a pension plan for the Minchin sisters? I think, so it's not overly described, but I think Becky's relatively a recent addition. She wasn't there when Sarah got there. So right, Sarah, okay. So Becky probably is still, like, 15, 16-ish okay. kind of age. Right, right. And I'm assuming Lavinia was meant to be more, like, 10? So yeah, she like is 14. More, yeah. yeah. Okay. But Go Lottie is still being, like, a crybaby, and it's like, Lottie, it you is are now eight. <laughs> Grow up. Katie, you are now 24. <laughs> me and stage bizarrely like yeah. I need to eat <laughs> yeah literally it's accurate some people have their brands <laughs> my brand is ice cream and I'm hungry mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> Captain Crew uh, meanwhile was starting to feel the strain of getting involved in such a business as diamond mines and I'm sure we couldn't appreciate it's that really would be really stressful Katie it's really it's hard stressful. actually and also it'd be really hard like you know if you knew you were like um, exploiting people and killing people yeah. in order to get diamonds and you that's have to deal really... with that stress and yeah. that guilt that's a lot to carry that's a lot Katie. to carry so can we all just take a minute and think yeah. about Captain Crew in this situation yeah. please honestly it's so selfish <laughs> um, exploiting bastards yeah <laughs> Um, he was starting to feel the strain of getting involved in such a business as diamond mines. But Sarah's letters still brought him immense joy. Mm. I'm getting very old, she wrote. Um, you see, I shall never live to have another doll given to me. What? Um, yeah, it's coming up to her birthday and her dad's like, what do you want? And um, Do you want a doll? And he's, she's like, well, uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. This will be my last doll. There is something solemn about it. If I could write poetry, I am sure a poem about... A last doll would be very nice, but I cannot write poetry. I have tried, and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's good then. Maybe that's maybe you're a comedian, yeah. Sarah. Imagine being this self-aware at eleven, like it made me laugh. It? <laughs> <laughs> it did not sound like Watts or Coleridge or Shakespeare at all. No one could ever well, take. You are Emily's... fucking ten. Yeah, exactly. No one could ever take Emily's place, but I should respect the last doll very much. Oh, good. Ooh, I was worried you'd play Sarah. with her or something. Yeah. <laughs> And I am sure the school would love it. They all like dolls, though some of the big ones, the almost 15 ones, mm. pretend they are too grown up. Captain Crew had a splitting headache. I'm a bit confused. Like, so we are with Captain Crew right now and he's reading the message. Yeah. Okay, in my mind, I'm kind of like seeing Sarah delivering it and him receiving it in real time, which obviously is not a fucking no, thing. He's okay, reading we're a with him. He's okay. reading a letter. Captain Crew had a splitting headache when he read this letter in his bungalow in India. The table before him was heaped with papers and letters, which were alarming him and filling him with anxious dread. But he laughed as he had not laughed for weeks. Oh, he said, she's better fun ever, every year she lives. Such a weird thing to say. I'm so glad she survived infancy. I mean, to be fair for Victorians, a reasonable thing. I mean, she is rich, though. Still reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask mum and dad if they're happy we survived infancy. They're like, just going to go, not you. Not you. <laughs> Drain on my life and resources. <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> um, God grant this business may write itself and leave me free to run home and see her. We are what? What wouldn't I give to have her little arms around my neck this minute? What wouldn't I give? Calm down. Yeah, you're very so, aggressive. So weird. You're very sexually aggressive towards your daughter, Captain yeah. Crew. It's a good thing that, like, I think I think you should send her away to school. Well, like, in the next town over. No, much further. Much, much further. A long way away. <laughs> From you. Anyway. The party was all set in the schoolroom, and a tea party laid out in Miss Minchin's own private sitting room for all of the girls. And it was set to be a splendid day. Mm. On the morning of Sarah's birthday, she awoke and walked into her sitting room to find something on the table. Sorry. There was a terrifying noise outside. People start screaming. There's been some kind of car accident. No, someone's coming into the drive. What the? F- Is someone shutting the gate? Shall we look? 
Yeah. I'm looking. Keep recording. I want to document yeah. this. Keep, keep recording. It's okay, it's Tesco's. Okay, it's Tesco's making <laughs> it's, a delivery. But it's right, it's right on the drive. And it was a lot closer than I expected a person to be. <laughs> I, I looked down and didn't expect to see someone. There's just blinding light from their van. So I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just saw bit. you with your jeans open. <laughs> Screaming in the light. <laughs> Oh, shut me up a bit. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, that's fun. From the sound, I was like, someone's stealing my empty plant pots. <laughs> Wait, thought well, They were taking the wheelie bins. <laughs> my, my friends have had wheelie bins and stolen. It's annoying. If they keep getting stolen, the council refuses to replace them. It's really annoying. It's really do. annoying. Don't steal my bins. Yeah. <laughs> I like to throw things away. <laughs> anyway, where are we? Where were we? On the morning of Sarah's birthday, she awoke and walked into her sitting room to find something on the table. When Sarah went into her sitting room in the morning, she found on the table a small dumpy package tied up in a piece of brown paper. She knew it was a present. Not not a trick misses this one. She's sharp, guys. She found on her birthday something left her wrapped in paper and she was like... I know, this is a present. Well done, Sarah. Well done. I get a cookie. Um... She knew it was a present, and she thought she could guess who it was from. A um, No, it's a shitty little package. Oh. Ermine Trout God? Trout. Ermine <laughs> <laughs> Trout. I swear it was an ugly name. I mean, it is ugly. Um, Her name's Ermine God St. John. I think it's Ermine Trout. <laughs> Um, she opened it quite tenderly it was a square pin cushion made of not quite not clean not quite clean red flannel and black pins had been carefully into form the words many happy returns many spelt e (laughs) well that's that's inventive (laughs) m-e-n-n-y well it's from becky yeah yeah cried Sarah with a warm feeling in her heart. What pains she has taken. Oh, I like it so. It makes me feel sorrowful. You're weird. Sarah, are you all right? <laughs> are you all right? I think Sarah needs to see a counsellor. I feel Sarah's not processed certain things. There's probably some stuff with her mum's death. I, yeah. feel... I like it. It makes me sad. You're so weird. What, someone... Oh, my God, he was saying that the other day. My flatmate becky's mum was saying that that um so becky was like what was it she was saying how she liked to watch um shows that made her a bit angry like reality tv shows like um not love island but that kind of thing we just get Mm. exasperated with everyone in it yeah and um she was like does that make me weird and her mum said something along the lines of like i quite like feeling angry sometimes (laughs) like i quite like being made to feel angry or made to feel bad and she's like Okay. Okay. Do you like getting choked too much? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably. We're not here to king show. No. Um, don't choke people. I think that sounds creepy. I mean, <laughs> Do whatever you want. I'm scared. Katie, we're the minority here. Everyone else loves being choked. Oh, I think it's really weird. <laughs> I think it's strange. I don't mean a king show, but I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not choking you. Good. Let them choke each other and themselves. But be safe, guys. You know, have a safe word. Have an escape route. Know what you're doing. Don't be like Julian in Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, don't pretend to do that. Yeah, I don't think he actually chokes himself, but he has that vibe. Yeah. I do just think it's weird, though. <laughs> well, you'll just have to have sex with the other lamps. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Okay, okay. okay. But the next moment, she was um, mystified. On the underside of the pincushion was secured a card bearing in neat letters the name Miss Amelia Minchin. Sarah turned it over and over. Miss Amelia, she said to herself. How can it be? And just at that very moment... The card from Amelia Minchin is under Becky's pincushion. It's like pinned to it. It's weird. Wait for it. Okay. And just at that moment, um, she heard the door being cautiously pushed open hear a door being cautiously pushed open i'm sorry headphone users (laughs) very cautious lovely and great for an audio um, (laughs) platform platform file (laughs) they are audio files you know miss i've never edited one in my life um she cautiously pushed open the door and saw Becky peeping round it. There was an affectionate, happy grin on her face, and she shuffled forward and stood nervously, pulling at her fingers. Do you like it, miss? It's Miss Sarah, she said. Do you? Like it, cried Sarah. You darling Becky, you made it all yourself. 
Oh, she's so fucking patronising. really annoying. Becky gave a hysterical but joyful sniff. <laughs> Sorry, but Becky is also like shuffling in. <laughs> Shut up, Becky. I'm scared of her. I know. Um, Becky gave a hysterical but joyful sniff. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't. I don't Hang know. on. A hysteric, hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Becky, calm down. <laughs> no. And her, and her eyes looked quite moist with delight. Uh, <clears throat> don't call, okay. Sorry, slight tangent. Mm. But don't call eyes moist. Sounds gross. Yeah. Um, Especially talking about children. <laughs> the other day I was talking to Carl about things I wouldn't miss when the time finally comes for me to leave Bravissimo. And I will not miss ladies dead like eye-locking contact on me. Dead eye-locking contact. Well, that was a fun sentence. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> but making eye contact, just like staring into my soul and saying, do these pants have cotton gussets? It's the bit that goes against your fanny and pants. Mm-hmm. That little like extra bit of material. And I was like, no one should say cotton gusset. No. Ever. Especially whilst no. making eye contact. Although Cotton Gusset. Although I did watch a um TikTok earlier of someone making a um Cotton Gusset. No. They were making they were like oh what's but well, it's not knitting, it's the other one we crocheting. crocheting like a bikini. Um and it was like of that cheap wool that you get from like Poundland and she was like showing it off like the finished result. She wasn't wearing it, but I was like I ain't putting that thing against my fanny. No, no. There's no cotton gusset there. You want a cotton gusset there? You <laughs> yeah. don't want a fucking yarn against your poof <laughs> You don't. It will go... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's getting itchy yeah. and moist. And also, it's a bikini. It's like... A, a wool bikini. A wool bikini. No. Because, no. like, you can't even, like, happily sunbathe in that. It's, the wrong... it's just sweaty and no. sticky in your fanny. And... No. No. What have you done? Why have you done this? <laughs> oh God! What have you done? <laughs> anyway, it ain't nothing but flannin, and the flannin ain't new. But I wanted to give you something, and I made it of nights. I knew you could pretend it was satin with diamond pins in. I tried to when I was making it. The card, miss. Um, the card, miss. Rather doubtfully. Twerent wrong of me to pick it out of the dustbin, was it? Miss Melia throwing it away. <coughs> I hadn't no card of my own, and I knowed it wouldn't be proper present if it didn't. If I didn't pin a card on it, so I pinned Miss Melia's. Sarah flew at her and hugged her. She, she flew. Not... Oh, she's real impressive. I think she, she flew last time, or she yeah. glided in, or something. Probably floated in. I think that's what she did. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Stand on the floor. <laughs> um, she could not have told herself or anyone else why there was a lump in her throat. Oh, Becky! She cried out. Shut up. Yeah, literally just go out trying to record a podcast. Either come in, get involved, offer your opinion, or fuck off. Fuck off. Doing a wonderful job. <laughs> it's not my Tesco man. <laughs> Um, well, he's not anyone's Tesco man, Katie. He's God, spent two minutes reading about Sarah Crew and you're ready to start taking people. He's mine. Just go shut the gate. <laughs> I'll keep you now. You're mine now. Sorry. What else have you got in there? Katie, we asked Katie if she had... Well, you asked the question, if you could have a door anywhere in your house that led anywhere, what, where would it go? And didn't you say to Sainsbury's stock room? Did I say it? I, don't know, I just said it'd be really convenient. <laughs> yeah, just... I mean, obviously, in like terms of wonder and stuff, I'd have it go to like a really cool beach or something yeah. in like the Maldives. Maybe not the Maldives, that's not quite my vibe. Mm. I don't know, but you know, like a cool beach or yeah. like a cool nature, like on top of a mountain or something yeah. cool like that or a nice forest. But I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, can you imagine, you know, like, on Sunday night, yeah. when it gets to 8 o'clock, you're like, oh, I fancy a little something, and all the shops are fucking sharp. Yeah. Or, you know, when you're in the middle of cooking dinner, you're like, I don't have that one ingredient that I actually really fucking need. And you save so much money. I'm just saying it'd be convenient. You would save money. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would yeah. be convenient. I wasn't wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Just, it's just like, this door could go anywhere. Where? Sainsbury's stockroom. Right. Right. <laughs> World's bored you. Yeah. <laughs> probably hungry. <laughs> very, very hungry. <laughs> Just probably thinking about like, what am I going to have for dinner? Don't have anything in. Fuck. Look. Wish I could go to Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> Just there. Would it be Sainsbury's stockroom or Waitrose's? Sainsbury's. Okay. Waitrose annoys me. Why? Because sometimes you, I mean, it's partially the price thing, but sometimes you know when you just want something, you just want something like, 
potato wedges or, yeah. or something like that and then you go to, and you go to Sainsbury's and that's that and you're like cool five or you go to Waitrose and it's sort of like did you want chakra and blossomed coconut <laughs> flaked potato mushrooms and you're like when we no. went to Waitrose more recently and they'd sold out of chips and I wanted to get crinkle cut chips you told me to grow up <laughs> Crinkle, crinkle cut <laughs> chips. Well then, well I seem to have outplayed myself in the basket they gave. Coming home with me. Uh, coming home with me. Anyway, so they have a big old hug and Becky's like, "Oh, the flannel ain't new," which is just gross. Yeah, it's yeah. gross. Like, remember secrets? Remember secrets? Remember we used to have those? Remember when they were good? <laughs> anyway, Becky's cute. She tried to do something nice. Um, I did find it weird though, that, like the. The detail around the card. Like, does anyone care that much about cards? I knew it wouldn't be proper without a card. I don't ever put cards on things. No, me neither. Some people get really weird about that. I had a thing with Becky where that bitch got me a card for my birthday. Sorry, I said to her that you... God, yeah, what a card. Well, I say you only get cards for people you don't like. I was like, if you're close enough, or maybe I said Christmas cards. I think I said Christmas cards. You only get Christmas cards for people you don't like. That's what people don't like. It's people who are just a bit... They're not friends, but they got you on, so you feel... Obliged. Yeah, it's kind of like this awkward in-between friend thing. I was like, yeah. if you're actually proper friends, you don't get each other cards. No. Yeah. Because you're growing up about it. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up. Don't get me a Christmas card. Like, sorry, are we in year nine and everyone gets a fucking card from everyone? Yeah. What a waste of bloody paper. <laughs> so you say when someone hands it to you, like, sorry, we're in year nine. Fuck off. Oh, oh lovely. Please <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too, you can't. I just, I forget about them because they're just... Oh, they're just an old person thing to do. Yeah. To say, hello, I'm a conservative. Like, have you done your Christmas cards yet? No. Oh, I'm never going to. It's busy being interesting. I know where people live. Yeah, and if I do, that's creepy. Yeah. I'm a stalker. I have no idea. If I got a Christmas card, I'd be scared. Yeah, like, why Call do you know the police? Anyway, waste of parchment and bloody old cards. Anyway, in the schoolroom, um, all Sarah's presents are brought in in beautiful boxes tied up with expensive ribbons. When Sarah entered the holly-hung schoolroom in the afternoon, she did as the head of a sort of procession. Miss Minchin in her grandest silk dress, led by her by the hand. A manservant followed, carrying the box containing the last doll. Oh, somber. I know. Um, A housemaid carried a second box, and Becky brought up the rear, carrying a third and wearing a clean apron and new cap. Sarah would have much preferred to enter in the usual way, but Miss Minchin had sent for her, and after an interview in her private sitting room, had expressed her wishes. This is not an ordinary occasion, she said. I do not desire that it should be treated as one. Sorry, is it your fucking Yeah, birthday? literally. It's my fucking day. I'll say what we're doing. I'm the one with the daddy who owns a diamond mine. Now shut the fuck up. Now shut the fuck up and get the tequila. <laughs> Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> anyway, so Miss Minchin is fucking weird. Um, she has this weird idea of making an extra fuss of Sarah in the hopes it will result in more super rich people coming to her school. And I think Miss Minchin wants to feel like a princess. Yeah. All um, <laughs> girls are princesses. Didn't your father ever tell you that? <laughs> Did he? <laughs> Why can't you up here with any of the other girls that were flying around in the street? Someone at work today, um, they were talking about, I think someone must have been giving like a teenage girl a fit and um, they were saying, oh, it was the other day, someone was saying, um, so she'd had, a, as an adult, she'd had a breast reduction. She was saying at school, um, she got like bullied and everything and the boys like said like, oh, you like all massive tits and everything made her feel like really self-conscious. And then someone was like, oh yeah, fucking boys. And they were like, girls can be mean too. And then someone was like, oh my God, no one will hurt you like teenage girl. Well, a boy will say something like, oh, you got like shit tits or something. A girl will say, your mum didn't hug you much, did she? it's because we're smarter and we see how to hurt you (laughs) what is the line in the mean girls musical sort of like we always learn how to slap someone down with our underhand (laughs) yeah you did learn that good (laughs) just dead on it you weren't hugged much as a child were you (laughs) 
Oh, you got shit tits. At least I have a personality. Jesus. Yeah, literally. And also, they're great. Come at me. Yeah. Come at me, small prick. Squid a fucking go. What a fucking go. I could break you. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Miss Minchin leads her in and then stands in front of everyone with Sarah. <clears throat> this is well awkward. I know. Now, young ladies, I have a few words to say to you, she announced. She's going to make a speech, whispered one of the girls. I wish it was over. Funny. <laughs> I wish it was over. She's going to make a speech. I wish it was over. When you and James get married, I'm going to say that just you start doing your vows. They're going to take vows. I wish it was over. <laughs> That's why you're not invited. <laughs> That's fair. Probably a sensible decision. <laughs> Funny. That's a good line. <laughs> it really is. Sarah felt rather uncomfortable because she couldn't stop pissing. <laughs> As this was her party, it was probable that the speech was about her, probably. Well, no, you'd hope so. Or is it going to be like, okay, it is a real tangent. But when we went to go see like your end of year thing at your secondary school and your teacher just made a really weird long speech, not just about Andy Murray, but to oh Andy Murray, yeah. who wasn't there. That was amazing. It was so weird. It was really weird. It was like a 20 minute long speech as well, I saw. Yeah, so he must have just lost Wimbledon. Yeah. Because she kept saying, it's okay, Andy, we forgive you. And also, she literally sounded like this. It was awful. It's okay, Andy. We forgive you. It was actually like she got up and was that like, is not an exaggeration. Literally, that is actually, how she sounded. She was a, she was a strange lady. So yeah, <laughs> she got up and it was like we had because I went to posh school. We had a prize giving at the end of every year. I know. Um, <laughs> I wanted to mm. call it a prize giving, but that sounded weird. It was a prize giving. Yeah, and a marquee oh. and everything. That's yeah, it was. They had um, cakes with real flowers you could eat on them. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, was, that's literally why I went. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember I lost my short sleeve shirt and. Of the day before, because I just wore like a normal one with the sleeves rolled up, and the mm. day before they were like, "You have to wear the proper ones, otherwise, you know, we'll probably kill you." Because it's <laughs> well, the well they were weird. They'd be like, "Catherine, do you have a red hairband?" And you'd be like, "Oh God, shit, yeah, I do." What the fuck does anyone care? <laughs> um, they were really weird about stuff like that. They are weird. And I remember Mum cutting the sleeves off my long sleeve shirt and stitching it up. <laughs> Um, so, I didn't know this story. Yeah, that's cute. Um, and then I wore that for like another year. And then someone pointed out, I was like, why are your sleeves different lengths? <laughs> and I was like, because I have better things to do. <laughs> and so does my dear mother. Fuck off. <laughs> I love that. That's like a small act of rebellion. Yeah. Like, you want to wear the proper shirts, fucking yeet the sleeves off this bitch. Yeah. I mean, I also got told off once for not wearing the correct shoes. And the only reason I didn't have to wear the correct shoes was because I had to get a signed like, note from my mother to say the correct shoes hurt my feet. And they're like, oh, well, in that case. And I was like, it's a shoe. It's a shoe. Get over it. <laughs> it's not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's still a black lace-up shoe. <laughs> it's fine. All okay. So, like, you, you don't have to cry. <laughs> Just because your mother didn't hug you enough as a kid, <laughs> my mother has written you a note. <laughs> You'll be fine you'll be fine just she, like Andy she Murray. wore that headless dress she wore the exact same dress every day for an entire term it was weird it was weird <sighs> it's weird it was the it was like this weird like aztec print like fitted dress and like i remember like we noticed we were like she wears that dress a lot and we're like she wears it every day and then every so day she, she must come, have had a couple i guess I, I, we were like did her house burn down like, yeah what's going what on happened? And we yeah. never found we never found out why she wore the same. Well, did she lose a bet? Ooh, was with Andy Murray, <laughs> maybe. But it was every day for a term she wore the same dress. Maybe she kept losing bets, so she had to wear the same dress every day. And then someone was like, "You have to make a twenty minute speech about Andy Murray at prize giving." Like, for fuck's sake, I've got to stop gambling, man. <laughs> maybe. I remember we'd all be like punching each other like she's wearing the fucking she's wearing the fucking dress again. <laughs> what day is it? It's like forty days in a row. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Wash your clothes. <laughs> burnt down or something like and all maybe the, i mean she's a headmistress in a private school buy more clothes <laughs> literally you want to be doing all right yeah that's very weird anyway. that's good anyway maybe she listens hi hi <laughs> did you ever can you tell me why you wore the same dress and why you're obsessed with andy murray and why you thought he could hear us he wasn't there it wasn't that big a deal it was just price giving at our school honey it was really strange oh i remember so they used to invite like um 
old pupils back in to like be like if you work hard you can be like me um which i should probably start to get alumni back in but still and i remember one of them was sort of like i'm an air stewardess now which is a cool job i get it yeah but she was like and i met justin bieber oh. <laughs> i was like no one gives a fuck no one gives a fuck no one gives a fuck do that no. <laughs> yeah gross like gross. i mean you know that, that's what you that, that's what you want great for you yeah. but don't tell me about it. i don't give a fuck yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Just fuck off. <laughs> you should have said, I wish it was over. <laughs> I did wish prize giving was over. It was fucking painful. Yeah, it was. It was. I just went for the cakes and I had to sit through prize giving. No, to be fair, there were moments like that and I was just like, amazing. Oh, yeah. They were, they were, it was so, magical. It was like going to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> my music teacher spat in my face. What? <laughs> Not on purpose. She, because I, I like singing, so I was singing really well. And she was like, "You're doing a fantastic, a fantastic job, Catherine." I was like, "Say it, don't spray it." I feel assaulted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I also remember being told that because when we were sitting in the front row, we weren't mm. allowed to sit with our knees apart because no one wanted to see tomorrow's laundry. And I was like, "I think you'd be a good question, Sunshine. Is who's looking up the schoolgirls' skits?" Yeah, that's your problem. I think maybe we we should just you know not let the pedos in. I, th- yeah. I, I know it's a weird one. <laughs> I know it's a bit out there. But I think this year maybe we should just not invite the pedos. Yeah. I'm just right. saying. I'm just saying maybe that's a vibe. Maybe maybe we could do that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, where are we? It's party time. <laughs> so yeah, it was a fucking awkward speech. Um, oh yeah, she wishes it was over. Sarah felt rather uncomfortable thinking the speech would be about her. But yeah, it was her party. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not agreeable to stand in a schoolroom and have a speech made about you. That's fair. Yeah. Um, you are aware, young ladies, the speech began, for it was a speech that Dear Sarah is 11 years old today. Dear Sarah, murmured Lavinia. Funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Several of you here have... This is savage. Mm. Several of you here have also been 11 years old, but Sarah's birthdays are rather different from other little girls' birthdays. Oh! Victorian times and money. I fucking love it. When she is older, she will be the heiress to a large fortune, and it will be her duty to um, to spend in a meritorious manner. What, just spend her money merrily? Or meritous? As it's spelled? Merit-orious. Meritorious. So merit is to do things well. Yeah. So to spend your money well. I'm guessing. It is her responsibility to spend her money. Mm. Great. Right. Yes, to be fair, that's all I aspire to be able to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spend it on what I want. So the other day, Carl was playing the lottery and he was. we did like a few things and um, put the numbers in. And we spoke about what we would do if we won it. Mm. And now I feel entitled to that fucking money. What would you do? Um, well, he was like, what's the first thing you're going to spend money on? I was like, it's going to be something really boring. We can go out for breakfast. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, pro- probably something like petrol. Like, <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Like, that's probably be, I mean, I'm saying that's my, my dream. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying realistically, it's, it's probably going to be dinner. Yeah. Like... Uh, we realised I, I, I do have a Tory aesthetic. Um, so I, I was like, well, we're going to get like, you know, a cottage like mm-hmm, in the countryside. Mm-hmm. Maybe like in Wales where there's like, you know, some lakes I can go swimming mm-hmm. in. And then um, I was like, but then, you know, uh, get a house near a like friends and family that kind of thing just house outright and then i for some reason i was like i want four by four but then i was like but there's only one planet and just because i'm rich doesn't mean i'm a cunt and um he was like an electric four by four and i was like yeah fuck it let's do that and then he was like and some dogs in the back and i was like oh my god i wasn't even thinking about dogs buy me dogs yeah (laughs) those rich tories really nailed it they did nail it yeah so i've got my electric Land Rover, Range Rover, I don't know. No, no, I, don't know. I don't even know why I want a 4x4, four four, but I just had the money and I had to get it. And um, yeah, my dog's in the back and I'm going up to my, my cottage, Katie. Mm-hmm. I want it! I want the cottage. And the freedom. And we, we said um, a Spaniel and a, a, a Labrador and they jump out of the back of the Range Yay. Rover, but then there's like a little terrier one and he can't quite make the jump. And he's like, oh. and you have to come around the back like, I got you, and lift him out. I was saying just because you're talking about them, you cook like spaniel and everything, and I saw mm. we saw a really cute um, black spaniel the other day, mm. and I was saying to James if I got that um, job that mm. we're talking about, um, don't make me cryptic on the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> he's looking at another job potentially. Yeah. Who, who fucking isn't? <clears throat> yeah, but because it was like um, less hours in the mm. office, I was like, James, if I got that job, could get a dog. And he was like, we can't though. And I was like, I know, but just humor me. Humor me. Let me dream. Let me dream of our little puppy. Mm. Anyway. <clears throat> Um, so yes, they're all giggling about the diamond mines and Sarah's immense wealth. 
Um, and Sarah's like, I fucking hate Miss Minchin. She's fucking twat. She's fucking sap. She's, you ain't getting my money. You ain't getting my money. Don't even like you. Um, fucking awkward. Push her over. Mm. Anyway, Miss Minchin leaves and the girls um, are left to enjoy the party together. The instant she had swept out of the room, the spell her presence always had upon them was broken. The door had scarcely closed before every seat was empty. The little girls jumped. Sure, imagine every time you leave the room, everyone's like, yay, party vibe. You come back in like, ugh, like... <sighs> it's hard being me. It's hard. It's hard out here for a bitch. It's hard. Yeah, that is her vibe. That is her vibe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the little girls jumped or tumbled out of their seats. The older ones wasted no time in deserting theirs. There was a rush towards the boxes. Sarah had bent over one of them with a delighted face. These are books, I know, she said. The little children broke into a rueful murmur, and Ermengarde looked aghast. Does your papa send you books for a birthday present? she exclaimed. Why, he is as bad as mine. Don't open them, Sarah. I like books. I like them, Sarah laughed. I like them. I like them. Sarah laughed, but she turned to the biggest box. When she took out the last doll, it was so magnificent that the children uttered delighted groans of joy and actually drew back to gaze at it breathless in rapture. She's almost as big as Lottie, someone gasped. Sorry, that's gross. That's too big. Lottie's like eight. Ah, no, I'm scared. Nah. 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 Porcelain doll. No. Have you seen trailers for that new film, Megan? Yeah. That's Have you seen what... the fucking dance? Yeah. <laughs> Why did she dance? I don't know if I want to watch it, but that is literally what she's you just unwrapped. Spin a marink. No, are you having a seizure? No, it's like a weird experimental horror film. And I started watching the trailer and I turned off because was, I was in bed alone and I was like, that was not the time. <laughs> we'll watch the trailer. Okay, okay. You guys watch it too. Yeah. Let's all have opinions. It's, it, I think it's one of those ones that's like, it's. I think we'd probably find it really boring. Okay. Because I think it's one of those ones that you have to be like, I'm going to, sorry if you watched it and you liked it, I'm going to be mean. Probably aren't having a lot of sex <laughs> because you have time to be this invested it's right. one of those like okay. oh, clever i uh, feel very pretentious very art house I think right. so mm-hmm. like i said i haven't seen it but just from the reviews it's either like it's the best most scary film i've ever seen but you really have to pay attention or people are like it's fucking shit uh, it's com- complete market. yeah okay so i'm interested i'm in- interested but i do feel like the people who say they like it are the kind of people who would go to Tate Modern and be like, oh, it's stunning. It's stunning. What you really have to understand is not the art, but the space between the art. Oh, fuck what off. The, the corridor. <laughs> like, oh, darling. I went to the... I've t- I'm sure I've said I wish it was story. over. <laughs> I wish it was over. I went to the Tate Modern once on like a, a, a school trip. And me and my friend walked around playing Is It Art or Trash left by <laughs> the people because it just wants to go past a crisp pack and you'd be like, who knows? Ooh, who knows? <laughs> fucking shite. Anyway, <clears throat> Sarah likes the books mm-hmm. and everyone's scared of the big doll. Mm-hmm. Um, Lottie clapped her hands and danced about giggling. She's dressed for the theatre, said Lavinia. Her cloak is lined with ermine. Oh, cried Sarah. with ermine garments, like, fuck. <laughs> She's claimed her first victim. <laughs> Oh, cried Ermengarde, darting forward. She has an opera glass in her hand, a blue and gold one. Mm. Here is her trunk, said Sarah. Let us open it and look at her things. Nosy. My things. <laughs> yeah. Um, she sat down upon the floor and turned the key. The children crowded, clamouring around her as she lifted tray after tray and reveals their contents. Never had the scorn been in such an uproar. There were lace collars and silk stockings and handkerchiefs. There was a jail... Uh, oops, sorry. A jail? <laughs> there was a jail in there? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. It's like... Well, we have to lock her in at night. She's the size of a child. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. It's, very, it's like gremlins. And you must lock her up at night. And don't feed her after midnight. <laughs> oh, God. I, <laughs> A, a quite... jewel case. <laughs> oh, okay, right, right. Jewel case. Um, containing a necklace and a tiara. Damn. Which looked quite as if it were made of real diamonds, knowing her daddy a problem Pro- was. Well, yeah, that's the brand. That's the brand. He's so, doing advertising. It's a PR stunt. <laughs> to be fair, clever man. Yeah. Um, there was also a long seal skin and muff. She's a silkie! <laughs> yeah, lol! Cool. Cool. But also mean that. Don't have a seal skin. No. For a doll. Yeah. Calm that's down. ridiculous. You, you, also, ew. I'm guessing it's a really good waterproof coat, but still, ew. 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 I feel, I know it wouldn't, but I feel it would smell fishy. So do I, and be oily. Mm. I'm not here for it. It's no. going to ruin your silk dress. Yeah, yeah, no. Can you imagine, like, oh, for 
fucks. <laughs> didn't you know you have to wear an undercoat under the seal skin? No, I didn't mm. fucking know that. I didn't know I needed a coat for my coat. Fuck off. Fuck off. I'm rich. How we smell of fish and I'm all oily. Oh, <laughs> oily. I'm like a seal. <laughs> to be fair, like, right, I'm going to make a best of a bad situation. We're at a fancy party. Got to play catch the oily one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the prize? You get to keep the oily skin. <laughs> I don't like it. I wish it was over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there were ball dresses and walking dresses and visiting dresses. So if you're going on a visit, do you have to wear your walking dress and then shave? Yeah. I was like, how are they literally getting it out? Like, that's a walking dress. Of course, of course. That's a visiting dress. Of course, of course. Becky in the corner, like, this is weird. Yeah, you guys are weird. You guys have more dresses. <laughs> <laughs> this, this doll has more dresses than I ever, than I ever could have. Yeah. Becky's been invited by um, Sarah to stay and Becky's really happy about it. And Miss uh, Mitchum was like, ew, scum. Yeah. Ew. They have this really awkward back and forth where she's all like Becky's not um little girl Sarah she's the scullery maid it's like, and like we'd stylish. rather she came than you ouch <laughs> savage still a person <laughs> she not no scullery maids aren't real people Sarah. pretty much basically she's like you have to learn Sarah on this occasion she can stay but scullery maids don't count as people yeah. so it's fine, you know? oh, oh. that was awkward <laughs> um, that was strange anyway so yeah she's got a, lot of, a fuck ton of hats and clothes and shit <laughs> and it's a great vibe hmm. Um, I do like the details, though. Um, I, I do want to play with the doll. I do bit. want to play. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty and it is yeah. fun. Anyway, um, after they've sat admiring the presents and supposing if dolls could understand humans, uh, mm. their tears made. And it's right on the knife edge of like, oh, this is delightful. Can the dolls understand humans? No, it's creepy. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't matter if the doll wasn't so big. Yeah. I like it. I hate it. I like it. I hate it. What is it? Oh, yeah. What is it? She says, suppose Sarah said as she stood by the table putting a large black velvet hat on the impressively smart smiling owner of all these splendors suppose she understands humans and uh, human talk and feels proud of being admired no <laughs> again becky like sarah you're scaring me <laughs> yeah i thought you said it was gonna be a nice party i'm a friend um anyway so yeah they um they go next door to um have their tea uh, Becky, who, yeah, was allowed to stay um, and enjoy the festivities in the room, she's been told to go back down to the kitchens now. No food for you, Becky. Basically. She's like, yeah. you, to the, well, not the girls. The girls are going to run out. Yeah, yeah. And the stuff like, you go back to the kitchens now. Yeah. Um, and she stays a minute to kind of enjoy the presence and kind of like linger mm. in the nice space for a minute. Mm. Um, before she heads back down to the kitchens and um, when she hears voices approaching the door terrified of being caught alone in there when she's been instructed to return to the kitchen Becky mm. hides under the table Fair enough. Miss Minchin came into the room accompanied by a sharp featured dry little man Ugh. who looked rather disturbed Miss Minchin has- still skin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Miss Minchin herself also looked rather disturbed. It must be admitted and she gazed at, at the little dry gentleman with an irritated and puzzled expression She sat down with stiff dignity and waved him to a chair Pray be seated, Mr. Bar- Barrow, she said. Mr. Barrow did not sit down at once. His attention seemed attracted by the last doll and the things which surrounded her. He settled his eyeglasses and looked at them in nervous disapproval. The last doll herself did not seem to mind this in the least. She merely sat upright and returned his gaze indifferently. A hundred pounds, Mr. Barrow remarked succinctly. All expensive materials and made it a Parisian modistes. Mm. Um, he spent money lavishly enough that young man Miss Minchin felt offended this seemed to be a disparagement of her best patron and, and was a liberty even solicitors had no right to take liberties yeah I beg your pardon Mr Barrow she said stiffly I do not understand birthday parties said Mr Barrow in the same critical manner to a child 11 years old mad extravagance I call it Miss Minchin drew herself up more rigidly Captain Crewe is a man of fortune, she said. The diamond diamond mines, he broke out. There are none. Never were. What? What? Quite. Quite. Miss Minchin actually got up from her chair and... What? <laughs> what do you mean? Is this the original email scam? Yeah. Oh, my God. At any rate... Oh, you've been had. Well... At any rate, answered Mr. Barrow quite snappishly. It would have been better if there had never been any. Any... Diamond mines, ejaculated Miss Minchin. Oh, wow, it's getting sexy. Yeah. Catching at the back of a chair and feeling as if a splendid dream was fading away from her. They weren't your diamonds. Yeah. You're weird. It's yeah. to do with you. Yeah, you know, get involved. I don't, I don't really understand why she's so obsessed with it because it's like the most you can get out of it is having Sarah as a pupil in which case, yeah, all her expenses are covered mm. and they'll be but paying you a hefty just... fee and they're paying you more than the average student because she has a nice room. Yeah. But still... 
She's I'm guessing not... she wants to move up in the ranks of society and her school to move up by ah, that. But... And she's got Diamond Girl. Still, mm. it's weird. Mm. Diamond mines spell ruin oftener than they... Oftener? Oftener? Oftener. Why don't just speak, you fucking solicitor? I you to me and I was like... Oh. <laughs> she looks so scared. I was just like, I think oftener is a weird word. It is, I'm feeling it's insolent. Yeah, that's what I learned to speak. Yeah. Sorry, he's just some rando that's walking off the street and that's oftener. like... That's what like shatters his whole facade. Yeah. They spell ruin oftener. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. <laughs> so Mr. Barry, when a man is in the hands of a very dear friend and is not a businessman himself, he had better steer clear of the dear friend's diamond mines or gold mines or any other kind of mines don't do dear business friends. with friends or family yeah mine's dear friends want his uh, want his money to put into the late captain crew here miss minchin stopped with a gasp <gasps> the late captain crew she cried the late you don't come to tell me the captain crew is he's dead ma'am fucking hell this man needs like you know a few lessons in sensitivities doesn't he jesus thank god he didn't fucking tell i Sarah. know literally he literally just donkey punched her in the back of the head go dad's dead you're poor see ya see ya <laughs> i'm having that doll <laughs> yeah literally um he's dead mom said uh mr barrow um answered with a jerky a brusqueness died of jungle fever and business troubles combined. The jungle fever might not have killed him if he had not been driven manned by the business troubles. And the business troubles might not have put an end to him if the jungle fever had not assisted. Captain Crew is dead. I just love the vagueness of it. You know, jungle fever. Jungle fever. It's out <laughs> there in <laughs> India. Or foreign and nasty. Oh, nasty and, and business, business troubles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would you have died of? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Finished any of us off. I like to imagine the writer just sitting there like, no, what could he have died of? what's in india <laughs> fevers yeah yes, yes what kind oh i don't know jungle, jungle fever <laughs> gotta have something else gotta have something else gotta have some stress what could be stressing him out he's a man of privilege business business <laughs> big anyway poor sarah mm. um so mr barrow goes on to tell miss minchin that the diamond mines have bled captain crew completely dry and he died without a penny to his name mm. meaning sarah is now a penniless orphan <gasps> <clears throat> you are alone in the world mm. poor sarah completely unaware of any of this is enjoying her tea in the next room Miss Minchin is absolutely fur- furious because she's paid for all the extravagance of Sarah's party. She's paid for the new doll and everything because she was like, I'll pay for it in advance and, you know, get it all done for her birthday and then the cheque will come through after. So she is out a good few hundred pounds. Did Miss Minchin choose the doll? Did the dad even fucking say what Dolly wanted? Or is this dad fucking checked out and left a head teacher to bring up his daughter? No, I think he sent, like, the receipt. It's really weird. I feel like it's, like... I don't because really if he's getting involved in cho- choosing the doll, I feel he could have paid for the doll. I know it's really weird. Yeah, I don't fully understand why. The party I kind of understand because it's like, well, it's at your school, you're there, just send me the bill. Yeah. But the doll, she came from Paris. Miss Mitchin doesn't speak French. We know that very well. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's that kind of thing, like oh, the bill, like the billing address. Maybe it has to come from you, otherwise it adds more trouble. Maybe, yeah. or maybe the writer wasn't very clued like up. A- bare minimum dad to me <laughs> yeah anyway that's the sitch so she's mm. furious because she's out loads of money and her star pupil isn't well she's still clever and shit but she's no she's no longer rich who cares if you're poor oh, basically yeah. um so miss minchin is absolutely furious as so she's paid for the extravagance of sarah's birthday um and so yeah she's severely out of pocket but never mind that the child's father and only living relative has just died oh no the money is a real problem. Mm. And she no one gives a fucking flying shit about how, um, how this could be quite fucking horrific for Sarah. Yeah. I don't care about the money. Yeah. Anyway. Quite right too. So Mr. Barrow gets up to leave, washing his hands and his company's hands of the whole thing. Mm. There isn't anything to do, said Mr. Barrow, folding up his eyeglasses and slipping them into his pocket. Captain Crew is dead. The mm. child has left a pauper. Nobody is responsible for her but you. I am not responsible for her, and I refuse to be made responsible. Miss I'm Minchin, kind of with her on that. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Minchin became quite white with rage. Mr. I'm Barrow, not saying I yeet her into the street. I just, I take umbrage with the fact that he's like, she is your responsibility now. Like, look, this is a discussion, you know. Yeah. We need to talk about what we're going to do with this vulnerable child. I'm aware it's Victorian England, but why is it automatically my fucking problem? Because you're her carer. Because, shut up. <laughs> I wish it was over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, Miss Minchin became quite white with rage. Mr. Barrow turned to go. Um, I have nothing to do with that, madam, he said uninter- 
uninterestedly. Barrow and Skipworth are not responsible. Very mm. sorry, the thing has happened, of course. Mm. If you think she is to be foisted off on me, you are greatly mistaken, Miss Minchin gasped. I have been robbed, cheated. I will turn her into the street. If she had been um, had not been so furious, she would have been too discreet to say so much. She saw herself burdened with an extravagantly brought up child whom she had always resented, and mm. she lost all self-control. Mr. Barrow undisturbedly moved towards the door. I wouldn't do that, madam, he commented. It wouldn't look well. Unpleasant story to get about in connection with the establishment. Pupil bundled out penniless and without friends. He was a clever businessman, and he knew what he was saying. He also knew that Miss Minchin was a businesswoman and would be shrewd enough to see the truth. It's not shrewd, it's fucking obvious. Just, why yeah. is everyone like, we're so clever? It's basic PR. <laughs> it's basic PR. It's not, I'm like fucking Sarah, like, that's a present. Wow, you you ain't got the smarts so much here, have you? Again, it's a pre- prestigious school. So prestigious. So prestigious. Also so, so prestigious. We said this last week. You all have them in the same classroom at the same time. Yeah. Great. Great, great. Brilliant. There's no different levels in this class, even though one's like four and the other one's like fifteen. Great. Great, brilliant. Um anyway, yeah, so she's very clever and shrewd Mm. she could not afford to do a thing which would make people um, speak of her as cruel and hard-hearted better keep her and make use of her he added she's a clever child i believe you can get a good deal out of her when she's older i will get a good deal out of her before she grows older okay a good deal they can like sell her off for a wife they means as a teacher oh all right yeah because she's clever so can get a cheap teacher out of her. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Um, better than, like, trafficking her. Yeah, when I was reading it, I was like, it's not half this. <laughs> yeah. um, don't just love the kindness of the Victorians. Like, they're just peachy. Really nice. Absolutely I had a kid come up to me um, at the museum uh, the other day, and they asked me, would you um, have detention in Victorian times? And I was like, there was no, like, kind of, like, standard rules um, to enforce discipline or to protect children. So it's kind of whatever your teacher wanted to do. Mm. So if your teacher wanted to stay behind and keep you after class... By all means, they could do that. But they might rather just give you a hit. hit um, a smack. I, I was going to say a twatting with the cane. I hope I didn't say that to a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure. Uh, I, maybe I said a thwacking. A thwacking with the cane. Twatting. And um, send you on your way. And she was like, I'd go home and tell my mum. I was like, I don't think your mum would care. They didn't really respect children in Victoria They times. really didn't. Mum probably, like, probably deserved it. And well, cane you it. for complaining. Yeah. Your teacher caned you because you were bad. I'll cane you for just thinking of it. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, so once Mr. Barrow leaves, Miss Minchin sends her sister, Miss Amelia, to get Sarah immediately and tell her to make Sarah put on a black dress. Miss Minchin paces the room when she hears something, and what she hears is poor Becky. And Becky's, like, crying her eyes out, her eyes out like, poor Miss Sarah. And um, Miss Minchin's like, you fucking heard all of that? And she's like, I didn't mean to, I'm sorry. And she throws her out. <clears throat> Um, oh, just out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't kick her out of the place, but yeah, yeah. kicked her out of the room. It's cheap labour. Cheap labour. <laughs> what an idiot. She's um, a businesswoman. She's a businesswoman. Very shrewd. Mm. Um, when Miss Minchin goes back to her private sitting room, all signs of the party have been cleared away. That's and the, quick. Yeah. Um, and the girls sent back to their rooms. Miss Amelia comes in and Miss Minchin orders her to send for Sarah. Order her back. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. fucking do it. You could get her, you piece of shit. <laughs> Tell Sarah to come to my room and explain to her clearly that I will have no crying or unpleasant scenes. Her dad just died, you bitch. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. Sister. Fuck off. Sister, replied Miss Amelia, she is the strangest child I ever saw. She has actually made no fuss at all. You remember she made none when Captain Crewe went back to India. When I told her what had happened, she just stood quite still and looked at me without making a sound. Her eyes seemed to get bigger and bigger and she went quite pale. When I had finished, she stood staring for a few seconds, and then her chin began to shake, and she turned around and ran out of the room and upstairs. Several of the other children began to cry. She did not seem to hear them or to be alive to anything but just what I was saying. It made me feel quite queer not to be answered, and when you tell anything sudden and strange, you expect people will say something, whatever it is. Nobody but Sarah herself ever knew what had happened in her room after she had run upstairs and locked her door. In fact, she herself scarcely remembered anything, but that she had walked up and down, saying over and over again to herself in a voice which did not seem her own, My papa is dead! My papa is dead! Once she stopped before Emily, who was watching her from her chair and cried out wildly, Emily! Did you hear? Do you hear? Papa is dead! He is dead in India! Thousands of miles away! Oh, Sarah. Papa! 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 When she's in the circle in the movie. Oh, I've gone! 
in the sun. Oh, guys, we're watching it after this. You're going to go. I just remember when, when she goes up in... You don't remember no. in the attic! Oh, sorry, that circle. I think we're like a circle of girls. I was like... <laughs> no. Freaking midsummer shit is this? <laughs> just someone laughing at her. Papa! <laughs> no, when she's like... Papa? Papa, please! Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, bit. Yeah, that yeah, bit. Yeah. We've got... Um, we've gone. <laughs> anyway, um... So Sarah comes down in a black dress, which is a little too small for her. Sorry, and- I just love the... <laughs> I understand, like, she has to wear a simple dress for being a maid and uh, everything. But I just love, now we need an emo aesthetic. <laughs> You're sad now, it's your vibe. It's your brand, we're black. We're black now. Um, and she stands very calmly looking at Miss Minchin, um, which makes Miss Minchin uneasy. Miss Minchin then explains... <laughs> makes me uneasy. <laughs> makes me uneasy. Um, Miss Minchin then explains that things are going to be different now as Sarah has been left a pauper orphan. Not just an orphan, not just a pauper. Uh, a pauper orphan. You'd understand at this point it's probably quite emotional for Sarah. Mm. And as a teacher, Miss Minchin's probably going to go and be like, I know this is hard, but unfortunately, you know, there are going to be some changes. And, you know, explain mm. the situation to her very gently. Is she shit? Yeah. <laughs> you are a beggar! Said <laughs> her temper rising at the recollection of what all this meant. It appears that you have no relations and no home and no one to take care of you! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you're a teacher. You're blessed. You're so nice. For a moment, the thin, pale little face twitched, but Sarah said, again said nothing. What are you staring at? demanded Miss Minchin sharply. Don't think it's got a name. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? That's just a 90s comeback. Don't like, think it's got a name. Like, what are you looking at? Don't think it's got a name. That is funny. <laughs> um, are you stupid that you cannot understand? I tell you that you are quite alone in the world and have no one to do anything for you unless I choose to keep you here. Out of charity. (laughs) I understand, answered Sarah in a low tone, and there was a sound as if she had gulped down something which rose in her throat. I understand. Mm. Yes, I understand. There's no need to raise your voice. No need to be a cunt about it. (laughs) Oh my God, something else that happened Mm. at the end. So I did the Victorian workshop with the kids on Friday, I think. And um, at the end, I always say like, what did you like? Is there anything you'd like to take back to your own school? What are you happy that has changed that we don't have in schools anymore? And one boy put his hand up and was like, "Um, so what didn't you like? I didn't like your aggression, your (laughs) anger issues. (laughs) Legend. <laughs> You're hilarious. That's so freaking imagine. I don't care if your tone of voice. <laughs> Full respect. Full respect. <laughs> so yeah, damn Sarah, you're really internalizing that shit. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. Snag this mention into face. So Miss Minchin goes on to tell her that she will no longer have any of these fineries, that she will be, um, that they will all be sold to pay for her extravagances, and that Sarah will become a maid in the house like Becky, um, and she must move out of her room and everything. Um, but she also must teach the younger students. <laughs> She's like writing up. God, there's a lot of tasks. Okay, and teach, and, and, and teach, teach okay, and teach. Yeah, yeah. You will have to do more than teach the little ones. You will run errands and help in the kitchen as well as in the schoolroom. If you do not please me, you will be sent away. Remember that. Now go. Sarah stood still just a moment looking at her in her young soul she was thinking deep and strange things then she turns to leave the room stop said Miss Minchin don't you intend to thank me oh Sarah paused and all the deep strange thoughts surged up in her breast (laughs) what for she said for my kindness to you so replied Miss Minchin for my kindness in giving you a home Sarah made two or three steps towards her. Her thin little chest heaved up and down as she spoke in a strange, unchildishly fierce voice. You are not kind, she said. You are not kind, and it is not a home. And she had turned and run out of the room before Miss Minchin could stop her or do anything but stare after her with stony anger. Facts, facts. Mike drops Sarah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so Sarah flees up to her room and Miss Amelia is just coming out and she looks awkwardly at Sarah for a moment. You are not to go in there, she said. Not go in, exclaimed Sarah, and she fell back a pace. That is not your room now, Miss Amelia answered, reddening a little. Somehow all at once Sarah understood. She realised that this was the beginning of the change Miss Minchin had spoken mm. of. Where is my room? Sorry, just Sarah again, Oh, these are the changes. Right, with you, with, with you, you, with you, with you. Why do they keep saying you're smart? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you're really thick. I should get that checked. 
Where is my room? She asked, hoping very much that her voice did not shake. You were to sleep in the attic next to Becky. Poor Sarah. Um, So without another word, she continues up two more flights of stairs and into a little attic bedroom next to Becky's. Becky is not yet there and poor Sarah looks around the dilapidated and forlorn little room. It'll take an awful lot of supposing and imagining to make this somewhere nice, but Sarah doesn't have room for that at the moment. One sentence in her head. My papa is dead. Papa, please! Papa, please! She's been allowed to keep Emily and she hugs her close as Sarah crawls onto the rickety bed and pulls the thin blanket around her, but it barely keeps the cold out. Mm. She did not cry now. Um, She seldom cried and she did not cry now. She laid Emily across her lap and put her face down upon her and her arms around her and sat there, her little black head resting on the black um, draperies, not saying one word, not making one sound. And as she sat in the silence, there came a low tap at the door, such a low, humble one that she did not at first hear it and indeed was not roused until the door was timidly pushed open and a poor, tear-smeared face appeared peeping round it. It was Becky's face and Becky had been crying furtively for hours and rubbing her eyes with her kitchen apron until she looked strange indeed. Oh, miss, she said under her breath. My eye, would you allow me just to come in? Sarah lifted her head and looked at her. She tried to begin to smile, and somehow she could not. It was all through the loving mournfulness of Becky's streaming eyes. Her face looked more like a child's, not so much too old for her years. She held out her hand and gave a little sob. Oh, Becky, she said. I told you we were just the same. Only two little girls. Just two little girls. You see how true it is? There's no difference now. I'm not a princess anymore. Hmm... So poor little Sarah has been left an orphan with no money and no prospects in life. And tomorrow she must endure hours of hard labour and cruel words and not much food. All while the other little girls, once so in awe of her, turn their backs and look down their noses at her at what Princess Sarah has become. Little cunts. I know, aren't little cunts? Call, the, call them your mates. I know. Oh, they're no mates. They're no mates they're to no you. They're no mates. In the fucking sea with the Lord of the Marseille. Mm-hmm. Well... Oh, Sarah. Poor little Sarah. Poor little Sarah. Like, I'll have none of those tears. Like, Jesus Christ. Yes. Aren't you going to thank me for being kind? No. Just sorry, what? For what? For <laughs> you. For what? I'm not kind. You are a bitch. You I just think about your PR angle. And I am very shrewd too. You're a little slow, Sarah. All right, shut up. Mm. Little... I am going straight to HR. <laughs> yeah. I am HR. Oh, that's always the way. Uh, always the way. Fuck it. That is always the fucking way. Yeah, the way. I'm going to report you. To <laughs> yeah. Uh, you bitch. Oh, you got me there. <laughs> you got me there. I'm not saying everyone that works in HR is a bitch. I'm just saying everyone that I'm. <laughs> it just, just seems a lot. Just like, you know, you know, I'm just saying it's a little red flag for me now. It seems to attract a certain type of person. Yeah. Like if I were if I would be on dating sites and everything and someone's like I work in HR, I'd be like uh, uh, yeah. Ick. Ick. <laughs> little red flag right there. Oh, 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 partner, little red flag coming up. Avoid avoid. Anyway, um thank you for tuning in, guys. Yes, thank you. Go watch the film because I'm not gonna lie. Although that was emotional with um, Sarah, it's so much more emotional than the film. A, a lot of our little asides were probably just strange if you haven't seen the film. Yeah. Go watch it. It's your homework. You should have watched it already. Oh my God, you're in so much trouble. You're in detention. Now, aren't you going to thank your... me for being kind? <laughs> I don't care for your tone. <laughs> your anger issues. <laughs> what a legend. I didn't care for your tone. <laughs> your anger issues. Your aggression. Your aggression. <laughs> How old was this kid? He told you off. Yeah, five. No, they were year four. So like eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah legend. Yeah, yeah. Absolute legend. <laughs> Full respect. I mean, he's going to go far. Yeah, and yeah. he's going to be respected where he goes. He's going to he's going to demand it. He will demand it. He will. But in a polite and reasonable way. He will. He will. He knows respect. his boundaries. He knows some and how to enforce them. And he them down. Yes. Politely. <laughs> but well, firmly. Firmly. But politely. Yeah. Right, guys, thank you so much. If you liked what you've heard, check us out on Patreon and on all the socials. Uh, we're posting some stuff over there. And brilliant, brilliant, great. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I've had a very, very long day. Um, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. For fuck's sake. Bye.